0: What the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. i You couldn't make that if you tried that again.
1: Absolutely not.
2: Welcome to Buckets. I tried a musical one that time. This is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer at the Action Network. I'm joined by my friends and colleagues, Raheem Palmer, professional better who played
0: Celtics Bucks like a fiddle last night. Ra, how you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, life is good. Look, I played the Celtics before the game. I got the news that Robert Williams was out. I bought back on it. And then what I wanted to do was I wanted to get the Celtics at a better number in game because I knew they would have some issues in game. And that's what I did. I got the Celtics money line at plus 150. So I'm really happy about that.
2: I, on the other hand, panicked mid game and bet box after I'd already had Celtics money line. And so cost myself profit margin. But it's fine because I got a good price on it. So I'm good with the hedge because that's how I play it. On the other end of the spectrum is Brandon Anderson, noted NBA futures analyst and long shots better, who said that if the Celtics had lost, he was going to hammer them about hammer them about winning the series and the title. We'll get to his bets about the series and going forward a little later. But Brandon, how are you doing on a Tuesday morning?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, You guys know I've got the AC guy here, fixing my air conditioner. It's 90 out and I've had no air for a couple of days, but we are there. I can feel the air. It's zooming through my veins right now. Actually, no air in veins. That seems bad, but, you know, (laughs) I'm on the right path. So we're doing well.
2: Uh, I'm not going to bore you with weather talk, except to say that if any of you are like, I want to go to Colorado. When's a good time to go to Colorado? People think like, oh, I'll go in the winter. Don't go in the winter. Go in May. It is incredible here. Like, I live in paradise for one month out of the year in Colorado, and it's May. That's what you should do. All right, enough weather talk. Let's get to the games. Uh, we are going to break down, the, again, this is Tuesday mornings. So we do this the day after the games for the next day. So for Wednesday's games, we're going to break down Bucs, Celtics, Warriors, Grizzlies, Game 5s. That's what we're going to break down, uh, including there'll be a very special guest in Memphis for Game 5.
0: Raw, you are going to this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I got some court-sized seats. It's unfortunate because I don't think John Morant is going to play, but it still should be exciting anyway. I never saw Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson live, so I'm excited oh, about that.
2: Oh, it's a trip. Get there early so you can watch Steph warm up. It genuinely is one of the coolest things is just seeing, like, how much people care about a warm-up. Um, I, of course, think it's stupid and that everyone overreacts to it.
0: But in general, people love it, so you should do it. Where are you eating in Memphis? Um, I heard I should go to Gus's Fried Chicken. Um, so yep. I'm gonna check that out. They said there's like a barbecue festival, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out as well. I'll be there. I'm I'm gonna be there until Saturday, so I got a couple of days to kind of just do everything Memphis. So I'll be everywhere. Rendezvous is legit for being the tourist spot. It's not like it's not like
2: the ones in Chicago, the famous deep dish places, places which I actually think are worse than the ones that are lesser known. Rendezvous is legit. Um, okay, but I'm gonna check that out. Germantown commissary is my personal favorite just because of their Mm -hmm. bread pudding. That's my favorite joint in Mm -hmm. Memphis, but there's a bunch of good ones. Um, If you go to Gus's fried chicken, don't go to any of the new locations. You got to go to the old one downtown. Uh, If you want the best experience, you should uh, get the fried chicken with an IBC root beer on an extremely hot day. Um, What may or may not have been high. Okay. We're going to break this down though. Let's go ahead and start with Celtics uh, bucks. Okay. Uh, Game five Celtics with a comeback win. In game four, this line currently, uh, this was interesting to me, Ra. So game one closes Celtics minus five. Game two, after the Bucks win, goes to four and a half or four, depending on when you got it. We're up to five and a half now. I'm a little surprised that this is moving the other way, given how, like, this is a 2-2 series. Milwaukee had a lead late in game four, but it's moving the other way. We're seeing some slight indications, some small indications of early on money, sharp money coming in on Boston. So it looks like the, this line is moving a little bit towards Boston. That's why the Sharps are coming in on it. Total open, to, I got a 209.5 on the board here. I don't know if that was just like a temporary blip on the on the system or whatever. It's up to 214.5. What's your best bet for Celtics-Bucks
0: game five? I'm going to Celtics. I think the Celtics are the better team here. And I think the biggest reason why is that, look, we talk about defense wins championships, but I think in this modern era of the NBA, you got to have some scoring. And to me, the Celtics have a lot more scoring. Now, I know Al Horford going off is probably an anomaly. Uh, (laughs) I saw people making jokes that he probably should have won MVP over Nikola Jokic. But, I mean, he was that good. But I just think, to me, when I look at how Drew Holiday is playing, I mean, he's absolutely struggling right now. I mean, this is a guy who's just 31 of 92 from the field in this series. He's playing some good defense, but I don't know if they just have enough around Giannis Antetokounmpo to consistently score on this Celtics defense. I mean, they're scoring 99 points a game for the series, basically a point per possession. And I just think the Celtics just have more opportunities to, to put the ball in the basket, and they're going to get open threes. That's the one constant that we've seen throughout this series, and I think they always say the role players hit shots at home. Home court advantage has been solid in the NBA playoffs this year. I mean, look at home teams are like 41 and 24 in the postseason. So give me the Celtics. My model actually makes this line five, five and a half. So I think the number is on point. But like I said before, every line tells a story. And I think this line is telling us that the Celtics win this game.
2: Okay, so look, I I have to make a pick for this for a heat check, which we're doing a little bit, which by the way, you can catch the YouTube version of. So I took Celtics minus five and a half. Okay, I'm with you on this. And the reason that I'm with you on it is I was talking about half court and how important that is. I can't ignore this. The bucks in the second round have the worst half court offense of any team. They're averaging 84 points per hundred possessions in the half court, 84 An 84 offensive rating is like 1950s playing with plumbers versus bill Russell stuff. Um, the Boston Celtics on the other hand are not doing great because these are two awesome defenses at 92.8. That's an eight point differential Like they're scoring eight more points per hundred possessions in the half court. The only way the Bucs are able to score right now is in transition. But I do want to ask you about this. All right, so you mentioned Drew Holiday, okay? Yeah. This is what I don't really know how to – I don't know how to – I don't know how to – this. I don't know how to, how to, like, parse this into the analysis. We've seen the Bucks struggle before. We've seen Drew struggle before. Drew struggling more than ever before versus a better defense than they've faced. That makes sense. But the degree to which he struggled, my question for you is, like, would you agree that Drew Holiday has has played even below managed expectations versus
0: this defense? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But I think guys have bad series.
2: Okay, well, that's my question is, like, you don't think there's any chance that he could just, like, start, you know, actually putting the little ball through the round thing with the net? Like, I don't watch Drew. Like, Drew has a couple. He's had some bad post-ups. I think that's been a mistake. He's had some good spots where I've been like, oh, that was a really good play by Drew. Like, I actually thought, like, much of game four, like, there were stretches, especially third quarter where I thought he was pretty good. Some I just don't know how, like. I don't know that I feel comfortable being like drew holiday. This is, he's just going to be bad this entire series. He's such a good player. What if he has like two good games, two good games. And
0: that's it. Um, but I mean, if he has two good games, who else is stepping up? I mean, we're dependent on Pat Connaughton. But But with where the defense is at Giannis and drew is probably enough. That is that. I mean, that is true, but I just, I still think the Celtics have more.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I would, I, the only other thing on this, I would challenge is look, Al Horford's been amazing. He's shooting better than 50% now from three in the playoffs. Yeah. Regression's going to hit. And if it doesn't hit now, it's going to hit sometime. And when it does, it's probably going to hurt Boston. Like you're like, Boston's got more dudes who can score.
0: I don't know if that's true. They need I mean, 30 from Al to get this game. 30. I, mean, I got I have a Tatum source. Um, I have a mutual friend. And I heard that, I don't know if I can re- really report this, but, Look, I'm hearing that he has a fractured wrist and he took a shot before the game. Um, but can't we expect similar regression from Tatum? I mean, he did hit some big shots down the stretch yesterday.
2: Sure. I think depending on a lot, I will say like I, I've heard that he's been dealing with a wrist injury for a while. So I don't know exactly how badly the wrist is injured. I would say that there's probably like a little bit of murkiness on that. Um, I think he's been, been hurt. I think he also had some big shots. I don't know how to like, But if we're like, yeah, like what if Tatum starts regressing a little bit too? uh, Because the whatever, like there's a bunch of these ways where I don't know, like Tatum had 30 yesterday. So My only thing here is caution. This is a real tricky series. I agree with you that if you're going to play a side, it's Celtics minus five and a half. I just don't personally love it. Brandon, what's your best bet for game five?
1: I do not agree with you guys. And I'm not on Celtics minus five. I am not on Celtics in the series. I told you last game that I was starting to lean bucks and what I saw in game four has pushed me toward the bucks and then over the edge off the cliff and into the abyss. I am in the deep end. Here's what my best bet is. I'm taking bucks plus five and a half. I'm taking bucks money line, taking bucks series. I'm taking bucks title. I'm all in Milwaukee is winning the series and Milwaukee is winning the title. Here's what I saw. Giannis is Thanos. He just took over everything on the court. And for three quarters, and we'll talk about the fourth quarter, but for three quarters, the paint was Milwaukee's, period. And yeah, the half-court thing has not been great, but it's not great for either team. And Milwaukee is taking those misses and blocks and running it out for two points every time. And this is what it felt like. Raheem, this was where you were at. You were saying, I think Giannis might just be LeBron mode. I think Giannis is LeBron mode now. I, I saw from this Bucks team, I saw Lakers bubble physicality in a game where the officials have just no chance. Like, we're playing a gladiator sport. It's Legion of Boom out there, and there's a penalty on every play on both teams, and the Bucs are going to win that style of fight because they have the bigger rock. They have all the bigger rocks, and they have the most talented, really big rock we've ever seen I just don't feel like Celtics have an answer for Giannis. The answer that they came up with yesterday, so I waited. I waited yesterday. I kept waiting in game four. Where's the spot? Where can I bet Milwaukee? I know Milwaukee's gonna win this game. Where's my spot? Boston finally made a little comeback out close. So I hit Milwaukee live. Boston took a three point lead. So I got a plus number. So I hit them again. Boston took a little further lead. So I got them at plus two hundred and hit them the same time Matt did. They lost all of them. But I'm not deterred. I'm going back in. What I saw in the fourth quarter was hey, Boston finally made shots. They scored 43. They hit some open threes. Al Horford did the thing. Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart got to the hoop. Boston shot 60% on twos, 38% on threes, 90% on free throws. Milwaukee shot 45 on twos and 33 on threes and basically controlled the game the entire way until the and until Boston shots flip things in the last few minutes, I don't see enough paths for Boston Raheem uh, here. Here's how Boston can win a game. They get the kind whistle at home and Giannis gets in foul trouble. He gets like three charges, one game. Maybe the bucks collapse late in the game. Maybe Boston hits threes. Maybe um, my other script is Giannis gets called back home to planet Titan to, to take care of his people there. So those are the ways I came up with for Boston in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm on Milwaukee. I'm all in Milwaukee.
0: I got to push back on this because <laughs> when you look at each of the last two games, these games were even games until the third quarter. In the third quarter of game four, look, we go into halftime, the Celtics are down one. By the end of the third quarter, they're down seven. You look at game three. They got blown out 34-17 in the third quarter. So these are equally matched teams. And I think we're seeing that until whatever reason, for whatever reason, the Bucks third quarter Wolves have just completely reversed itself and they're dominating in that quarter. But I think you're starting to see that this team wears down and they don't have enough scoring. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this series is going seven. So if the Celtics win this game, I do think it's a smart bet to take the Bucs to win the series. And then, like I said before in other series when I was talking about Suns versus Mavericks, you can never count out the best player. And Giannis is clearly the best player in this this series. So if this this series goes to seven, I think you got to roll with the the Bucks in Game Seven.
2: Um, I think Brandon is emotionally hedging because he hates the inevitability of one player dominating, and I think that that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think that he's doing the I'm gonna bet the Lakers every single week and talk about how they they're they're live. I think that's what Brandon's doing. How much of this is just you not wanting the inevitability of the Bucks? How like what's a? I understand the analysis. What's the percentage of it?
1: I, there is a percentage of that because I don't know how to extricate that from myself, but this is not last night, last night after the game and the immediate aftermath, a high percentage of this may have been that time has passed. I am rational today. I have air conditioning again. I can think straight. (laughs) This is actually what I think about the game. Milwaukee really hasn't played well in game three and four. Their defense showed up and Giannis did things. The rest of the guys haven't played well. Drew is missing everything. Their three pointers have not fallen. And they still won one of the games and should have won both of the games. So my, my cap is home court hasn't really been a factor in this series so far. We yeah. split in both places. So what happens when Drew makes a couple shots? What happens when Milwaukee doesn't shoot and make only nine threes or three threes in a game? Like yeah. To me, the cap is neither team is hitting their ceiling right now. We're getting even close to it. But Milwaukee's floor is so much higher because Giannis is just going to get you to that floor by doing all the things he does. And if if I know what I'm getting from Giannis, the one thing that I know in the series right now, because I can't count on Tatum or Brown, I guess Horford, I can kind of count on. But if the one thing I know is Giannis and what if I get Drew shots, or what if Brooke has another big game, or what if Pat and Grayson hit threes. I would put any game home or away as at least a coin flip in Milwaukee's favor. And I would put them better than a coin flip in this game five.
2: So as an insight into how I look at these things, which is always trying to eke out small margins of profit through my constantly (laughs) waving Gemini mindset of always being on all sides. So I had a position on the Sixers uh, to win the Eastern conference at plus Mm -hmm. 600 back Mm -hmm. uh, earlier in the season. Okay. I need to call people's attention to FanDuel. Because mm-hmm. FanDuel has up Eastern Conference results. Like, how this actually, like, what, what is the actual exact result? So, on Monday, uh, I was able to bet the Bucks to beat the Sixers at plus 700 and the Bucks to beat the Heat at plus 700. So, I'm getting essentially an Eastern Conference title ticket on the Bucks at plus 700 uh, split between the two, right? Like coming out between either one. I also was able to get Celtics to beat Heat yesterday before the game at plus 650. The only result that is really gonna screw me is the Sixers, who I have the long shot Eastern Conference title feature on. So I've managed to like put myself in the position that I want. I'll just say I I think the half court thing I think matters. The question here, I really think, is do you think that the Bucks have one more game where they can look good? Because I don't think they've had one. Giannis didn't hit shots in game one. Nobody else hit shots in game three. They may not have one,
0: Rob. No, I think they can have one. I think that you got to play is like, I don't think they're going to have one. I think they can have one, but I think it'll come at home in game six and not in game five.
1: And I think that they've got game six and that they can have one more good game on one of the other two. Yeah. And that, and that mm-hmm. I want Giannis in the game seven. I don't care where it's at. And I'm the biggest home court game seven guy alive. And I just yeah. want Giannis. There. Yeah, I
0: definitely, I definitely want Giannis in game seven. I think we're in agreement on that.
2: I bet uh Celtics plus one, and a hat, one and a half at minus minus one thirty after game one. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly like what position I want to take and like on that side of things. I don't know if I want to just take like bucks outright to win the series. Cause that covers me for a six or seven game win. That's probably what I'll do. Um, I don't know. This one's really like both. The, I think these Eastern Conference, the semifinals have been off. Yeah, like a cool. lot of the betters online that have hit me up on Twitter have been like this series is like these series. All of them are really brutal to try and figure out. Now on to sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleeper is that the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code BUCKETS and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and use promo code BUCKETS when you deposit. Term and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. Speaking of brutal, oh my god, that yeah. game last night between the
0: Grizzlies and the Warriors. Oh, honestly, they should have suspended Dylan Brooks for conduct detrimental to the team. Look, I'm not here. Here's my thing on Dylan. Like, as a Memphis
2: guy, I'll just tell you, like, Dylan has been a guy that you take the bad with. Yeah, you just do. And everyone else thinks he sucks because they don't watch him game by game and yeah. they don't know all the all the the times that he's actually delivered for them or the times yeah. when his defense has really mattered. I get why people like. Dylan Brooks is a player that Twitter is always going to kind of be like, God, he mm-hmm. sucks. How awful is he? Ban him from the league. I've always liked Brooks. But here's, here's the thing that somebody like the Memphis writers were saying is, like, who do you want taking shots here? And everyone's like, Desmond Bain. And that's where I get to Desmond Bain's back's hurt. That's why he had so few shots. Yeah. Like you won't have jaw and you don't have Desmond Bain. You're playing a switching defense. Someone's going to have to force it. That's like, that's why the Warriors do this. That's why the Rockets did it to the Warriors. That yeah. switching defense
0: forces you yeah to
2: try and go one-on-one
0: that's it i mean it, it would have been nice if they didn't center. try to go one-on-one with draymond green down one i know i get it
2: i get it <laughs> i get it uh grizzlies at home are two are two and a half point dogs This open three and a half it's moved to two and a half so kind of an interesting point move there uh totals two eighteen and a half. and a half totals 220 now it yeah, opened 18 and a half it's up to 220 raw best bet golden state memphis game five that you're going to be at
0: I think I'm gonna take the Warriors. I just think they, they close this thing on out. And I think there's regression to the mean and there was whatever the fuck that was, or well, excuse me, whatever <laughs> that was in, in game four, because they straight missed their first 15 threes and went nine of 37 from behind the arc. That's not going to happen again. We talk about the Grizzlies being 20 and five in the regular season without John ja Morant, but in the postseason, you gotta have a guy who can score in the half court, and we've we've spoken all year long about the Grizzlies' half court woes. Well, that's gonna rear its ugly head in this matchup in Game Five against a Warriors team who probably won't go nine of thirty four from three. So I'll lay the points with the Warriors. Can't blame you. Um, I I will say the only thing I'm probably
2: taking in this game one I think you gotta wait to to know what what Jaw status is. Just, yeah. Like, you got to know if Jaws playing. If Jaws playing, I'm already on Memphis plus two and a half, so I can't, I can't, I can't bet Memphis here. Um, I think I'll probably just hedge Warriors and be safe. Mm. Just take Warriors money line and, and be safe here. The case. question
0: I have for you, though, is can't you just get out ahead of this number by taking the Warriors right now? Because if Jaws announced out, we could see this number move. And the fact that they haven't said what his injury is, and the fact that he's he's already missed significant time with knee injuries all season long. I think he missed nine games after one. He missed ten games after another one. You almost have to assume that he's out, right? I don't. I think playoffs.
2: I just think playoffs are different. The fact that they haven't announced an official injury, I think, is concerning. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do think like you probably need. I just still think that you need to wait. Yeah. Because. But I mean.
0: But if you if you if you're right on this, if you have the right hunch, this line's gonna go up to five or six.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, mm-hmm. I mean that's an interesting question. Do we think that this is do we think that this thinks the jaw is in or out? That is very interesting. So
0: in game Yeah, because in game go back to two. Let's no, th- to this two. this is basically saying, yeah, this is saying this is this isn't saying it jaws out because the wars were laying two and a half for previous. Um road games. Yep. So this if Jada's, Jada's not playing this this is not gonna go up.
2: Hang on. So Memphis was plus one and a half. They're doing they they were yeah, they were plus one and a half in game two. Yeah. Okay. They're doing some, the they're doing the same thing that they've done with Embiid and everybody else. They're they halved it. Yeah. So there Jada's was some were three in points it. of the spread, and so they gave it a point and a half. Yeah. Right. So if it moves, it's going to move to four. I still feel okay on betting
0: four. Yeah. There were some twos in the market too. So I, yeah. I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this moved up to five just because the market is going to react.
1: Let, Even let me after- ask you guys this. I assume that we won't have an update on Steve Kerr either on whether he will be back. I'm guessing he maybe won't be back for this game in protocol. Yeah. The expectation
2: is that he will not be back for this game with COVID.
1: Does that impact the cap for either one of you?
2: Nope. They know how these guys know how to play. Mike Brown's a very good assistant coach. He's not going to screw up any of like the tactical stuff. He like he won't make mistakes in terms of like the challenges or timeout management. Like Brown's extremely capable. Like he will be totally fine in this spot.
1: I agree that that makes sense in theory, but that is not what I felt like I watched last night. We started Jonathan Kuminga and then took him out after five minutes. And he ne- never saw the court again. We got Damian Lee running out there in like a tight game in the third quarter. Uh, Draymond talks about sixteen game players. I don't think Damian Lee is an 82 game player. I don't know what he's doing playing in a huge moment in the playoffs for them. We got Draymond missing, like he only on playing like 30 or 32 minutes. Uh, he he lost a close friend from Michigan State, and so I think I wonder how much like some of the emotions of the day and Kerr being out and just all of that played in. But I don't want to side here because I actually I think the Kerr thing does throw me off a little. But I, I felt really? like that game was pretty poorly mm. managed yesterday.
0: What do you think he did poorly other than the Kaminga thing?
1: Well, I mean, the timing kind of accidentally worked out so that Steven Adams came into the lineup just because, I mean, I think he was going to anyways, but it felt like there wasn't a great reaction to Adams, like the way that he was dominating and that the reaction, maybe it was just, well, Kaminga can't handle it. So he's just out. And I felt like Kaminga had played really well in game three and kind of given them some good energy. It also, it felt like watching it felt like they were defending Memphis very similarly how they had all series when John Morant isn't there anymore. Like they felt like they were defending Tyus kind of similarly in ways. So I don't know, just maybe I'm overreading it and I know this missed a lot of shots, but so, it, I, it was worried.
2: Let me, let me just be real clear on this. That mm-hmm. This game plan was not Mike Brown's. This is Steve Kerr's game plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's true. I guess like an, an hour this, before the game, this, that this is where people
2: anymore. get really mixed up on like mm-hmm. how this stuff works. Like, yeah, Like like Damian Lee played because because Steve Kerr said I want to give Damian Lee a look in the series. Jonathan Kaminga was excised from the rotation because because uh, Steve Kerr says I don't want Jonathan playing. Like let's see how it looks versus versus Adams, and then we'll see if we want to go back to it. Like I think Adams fundamentally changes his decision making. I do not think these decisions were Mike Brown's. I think these decisions were Steve Kerr's. Like the game plan, the in-game stuff in terms of like some of the like the rotational spots there's a difference between like when you go in versus yeah. how much you play right yeah. and those two things are separate mike brown had control of one and not the other
1: yeah and i, I guess mm-hmm. i felt like the damian lee when he went in and how much seemed like a mike brown on the spot decision and i felt like the responding to Steven adams felt like a an in the moment decision but even so for my best bet on this one it's a big spot for the Warriors. They get the win here, especially if Suns go seven, they can get four extra days of rest. So I think that they should come out and take care of business. My best bet is the under Raheem. I think you nailed it for last game. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought you nailed it on the podcast. I said mm-hmm. so, and I forgot to bet it. And then I was so mad when I watched <laughs> them miss a million shots. The, the both teams are going under if John rant is out, this is an, if John rant out yeah. uh, call. So I'm going to wait until we find out more but it's under 220 and a half. We were under 200 yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I just think uh, obviously Memphis's defense is way better when jaw's not out there and, uh, golden state golden state's defense obviously is going to do better when jaw's not scoring on them. So I just feel like it's an under, but this is mostly a stay away spot for me just because it, with jaw question marks, still not totally feeling sure about Mike Brown. It just feels like, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I wouldn't be too shocked if Golden State did the Golden State thing and kind of putzed one away on the route here.
2: Steven Adams, 10 points, 15 rebounds. I'm going back to the well, Brandon. I'm going to be on Mm. Steven Adams' overs for game five. That's my best bet. I like that. Points, rebounds, over for Steven Adams. All right, to wrap up, Raheem Palmer likes Celtics minus five and a half. I am with him on that, kind of handcuffed to him on that. Brandon likes the Bucks money line and the Bucks plus five and a half and is not at all doing this out of an emotional hedge. Uh Brandon likes the under, leans under 220 for Warriors Grizzlies, but you got to be make sure where Josh status is. Uh Raheem Leans is going to game five and we'll be doing his famous go to the game and bet against the home team move, uh, where I think he has (laughs) a lot of success. Warriors minus two and a half. Um i'm staying away from this one i will be playing steven adams overs for this game all right let's wrap it up for buckets thanks for joining us on a wednesday we'll be back with you tomorrow for heat sixers game six and mav sun's game six as well if you like the show please hit us with the five star reviews check out the action network youtube page and the action network app we'll see you guys again next time
1: let's get buckets